everyone. Welcome back to Gals on Topic, your favorite book club and then some. I'm Sadie. I'm Izzy. And today's topic is A Court of Thorns and Roses, chapters 16 through 18. Yes. I got that right. You got that right. <laughs> I'm losing track now. We're in deep. <laughs> Only three chapters this time because these chapters are good. They're I'm so juicy. excited that we're here. I feel like we're finally learning a mm-hmm. lot. I'm so excited. It Me was good. Too. Me too. Well, how was your weekend? I spent the whole weekend with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sadie, I am struggling today. <laughs> and it's because I drank on a Saturday. <laughs> against the cardinal rule yeah but we said we don't go out on saturdays we technically didn't go out this was a really sneaky loophole of staying in but getting really drunk and singing on your karaoke machine for like four hours and i at first on friday because we had a little girls night out i was thinking okay well i'm gonna I'll, i'll stay in on saturday like i usually do well at least like I feel like recently I go out Fridays, stay in Saturdays, as I've said before in the previous episodes. <laughs> um, but then you were like, okay, well, let's have a game night Saturday. And I was like, okay, cute. Well, I'll just go have like a glass of wine or two. Yeah. No. The second I sat down on your couch, John made me that mango vodka <laughs> slushy thing. And it just escalated from there. He was a he was bartending last night. Those slushies were a hit. They're so good. It was so good. I can't wait till it's warm and we can have those by the pool. Oh my gosh. Yes. He's so nice. But yeah, so basically we decided to have a girls' night out on Friday. And usually John is like doing his own thing, goes out with his friends, whatever, or we go out together, John, my boyfriend. And um, and we lived together. So when I was leaving, I just I don't know why this particular time I just felt bad that I had plans and he didn't. And so um, and he was perfectly content. Like he was watching. He was watching March Madness all night. And so I was like, well, let's do something tomorrow. Like it doesn't have to. But I also didn't want to go out. Um, (laughs) So I was like, let's just have everyone over. We can have a game night, you know, sing karaoke um all that fun stuff and it was such a fun night so fun (laughs) (laughs) I I think it's not even a pure hangover I think my body is tired from what I said to you earlier like (laughs) literally it was probably four hours the girls hogged the karaoke machine the whole time and it was like singing it was dancing it was performing it was performing for for the room there was a point where izzy and i were jumping on the couch like it was a hotel bed for like a solid 20 30 minutes i don't know what was happening oh my god that's why i'm just aching aching yeah yeah i'm overall really fun and i'm super excited for next weekend because it's sadie's birth weekend it's connor's birth weekend my boyfriend and aries kings (laughs) exactly (laughs) and we're going out friday we're going to the luke combs concert on saturday which i'm so excited for i have been listening to 
his new album and just some of his old stuff and he's just so good he's He's so so good good. i love watching his videos like the live recordings of his of his songs they're so good like his covers yeah i love it speaking of covers on his i think it's on his new album or maybe he released it separately but i think it's new because i have not heard this before he covers fast car (gasps) you know that song yes it's so good oh my gosh i was listening to it in the car on the way to Trader Joe's yesterday, and I got chills. Like, his storytelling ability oh through his voice is just insane. Oh, my God. It's I insane. Cannot. We might need to take a break. <laughs> I need to listen to that. I, oh, my God. That's, like, one of my favorite songs. There was a phase where John and I just played that song nonstop, and Luke Combs singing it. Yeah. I don't think I even knew the words to that song. <laughs> You know, but when he sings it, it's like you listen. You listen to the message. Oh, my God. I can't wait. Can't wait. That's going to be so fun. So fun. Fun weekend. Then a girl's dinner Sunday. I'm so excited. So we'll probably be tired again. Back on these mics. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If we sound a little hoarse today, it's because we screamed karaoke for I hours truly and hours was I truly was a crumpled up piece of paper yeah. lying there as I sang all too well yeah yeah Sadie dramatically fell to the floor <laughs> so embarrassing during that oh, performance oh man it was intense it was intense so should we get into our chapter oh yeah that's why we're here <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited I was reading chapter 16 and 17 yesterday I was like oh my god I forgot how good these are like it really just ramps up from here yeah so I'm really excited to hear how you liked it yeah I already I I broke the code and did text you one time as I was reading well understandable (laughs) understandable given these chapters we didn't talk too deeply I just had to acknowledge it and then move on but (laughs) yeah it's really hard because as evidenced by this weekend Sadie and I hang out all the time and now I feel like there's things I can't talk about like even before this episode we were like not speaking because it's like we'll save all the conversation. <laughs> we're about to be talking for two hours. Our whole, our whole conversations before starting this were, oh wow, I'm so hungover, I'm so tired. Oh, I was about to say something, but I'm gonna hold it in. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, all right, let's let's let okay, it let's out. dive okay. in. Okay, so chapter sixteen. So chapter sixteen starts with Feyre now home after being saved by Tamlin from their Naga excursion. And she's taking a bath, and then Alice brushes her hair while she sits by the fireplace and drinks hot chocolate. Lovely. It sounds like it's, like, thick hot chocolate, too. (laughs) I did not mean it to come out that way. (laughs) But that was one thing I noted. I was like, that sounds delicious. It sounds like the inside of a molten lava cake. Anyway, minor details. <laughs> I'm dead. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, so drinking her hot chocolate, which really stood out to Sadie. And Vera is asking Alice if Faye creatures 
keep crossing court borders and attacking, is there going to be a war? And Alice tells her, you know, don't ask questions like that. She doesn't really answer. And then Feyre asks a very important question. She says, why aren't the other high lords keeping these awful creatures like at bay? Like, why are they being allowed to roam wherever they want? And she says, someone, someone being the surreal, began telling me a story about a king in Highburn, blah, blah, blah. But Alice cuts her off by telling her none of this, like, what's going on with the other high lords, this king in Highburn, is none of her concern. And Feyre's thinking this is her concern because this could spill into the human world and she hasn't had the chance to warn her family. And even though is trying to be sneaky about where she got this information from, Alice tells her that she knows she went to see the surreal because servants in the kitchen told her that Feyre had asked for supplies to set her trap. And she tells Feyre that she's stupid because the surreal easily could have killed her had it not been in a benevolent mood <laughs> which i guess but like we talked about this last time you love the cereal didn't I, really seem like she was in imminent danger yeah i i think that she was fine with the cereal just not the nagra yeah yeah <laughs> and Feyre tries to say well if you had a family you would understand but alice tells her she does have a family and then we get some backstory on alice here which is which is nice because we love alice yeah and it kind of like learns learn you also learn more about like in general the how the fairy li- lives are yes which is not good yeah right now <laughs> yeah so she tells Feyre that her sister and her sister's mate were murdered fifty years ago and left behind their two little children and Alice says everything she does and works for now is for those kids and she takes care of them. But they don't live here. They live somewhere else far away. And Feyre also asks about how Fey age because she points out, like, if this happened 50 years ago, these children wouldn't really be children. But Alice explains to her some fairies can have children like humans, like, pretty often. But some Fey, especially high Fey, are rarely able to procreate. And the children of these fae age very slowly. I think she says it takes 75 years-ish to yeah. reach adulthood. Yeah. So is Alice high fae? I know. I feel like I asked this before. So she's not. If she was high fae, she'd have more standing yeah. than she does right now. I mean, she's a servant. Mm-hmm. So honestly, Sarah needs to release like a tear of the fairy realm because she's not like a le- I don't think she's like she's not like a creature like she still looks she's like she's still the kind of fairy that a high fae is she's just not as highly ranked she's not as highly ranked seems. yeah but she's not high fae okay. um and because it's difficult to have children they are they are considered really precious like very rare more precious than anything else and Vera can tell she doesn't want to talk about this anymore, so she leaves it there. Vera then goes to dinner where Lucian and Tamlin are already waiting for her. And Vera's, you know, she's a little salty about Lucian because he never came to save her like he said he would. But regardless, she keeps her promise that she's not going to tell Tamlin that Lucian told her how to go and find the cereal. 
Lucian says, I heard you two had a rather exciting afternoon. I wish I could have been there to help. And she's like, okay. And he <laughs> says, well, you still look lovely regardless of your hell-sent afternoon. To which Feyre's like, I thought fairies couldn't lie. And then Tamlin chokes on his wine. <laughs> because this is not true. <laughs> Finally, it's revealed that they actually just lied to the mortals, which makes mu- like a lot of sense mm-hmm. that they would just tell them things. Mm-hmm. To get them to yeah. cooperate. Yeah, Lucian thinks this is so funny. He's like grinning ear to ear. And he's yeah. like, who told you that? Vera's like, um, everyone knows it. But she's already like, oh my god, now I have to reconsider everything that they've said. Just as she was getting a little bit comfortable, yeah. she's like, oh my god. And yeah, Lucian thinks this is so funny. The exact description of his face right now is feline delight. And then he says what, what you just said, that of course they can lie. Like, they lied when they told the ancient humans that they couldn't lie. Feyre's trying to, like, wrap her head around this. She asks about iron. Like, is that true that iron harms them? And Lucian's like, no, only ash. And then Tamlin butts in and reassures Feyre that they've never willingly lied to her. And Feyre's comforted by this, but I'm not. That means they've lied to her. Wait, he said they've never willingly, willingly lied to So her. only when they had to. Right. But she thought everything was the truth. Yeah. So what have they lied so about? So what have they lied about? Oh, my God. I didn't even. I was comforted, too. God. <laughs> Again, I'm equivalent to Feyre. A fool. <laughs> so Feyre's super preoccupied the entire dinner, thinking through, like, every word they've told her. And she doesn't realize Lucian, like, gets up and leaves, which leaves her alone with Tamlin. I feel like Lucian's always just kind of, like, leaving or removing himself. Yeah, I think that's more, I like that phrasing better, removing himself. Removing himself. These chapters, he's very much encouraging some bonding between For sure, for sure. But Feyre does not like being left alone with Tamlin. She's super uneasy about this, knowing how dangerous he is, especially after she saw him in action, disemboweling a naga. Like, I hate that word. I know you hate that word. <laughs> uh, yuck. Okay. Um, so they're at the table alone, and he's just staring at her. And he asks her if she's feeling better. And he seems concerned. And she says, well, if I never encounter a Naga again, I'll consider myself fortunate. He then asks her, you know, what were you doing in the woods? And she debates lying, but she tells him that she had heard of a creature that has to answer your questions if you catch it. And at this news, Tamlin is not happy. He like flinches, his claws appear, and he says, you went to catch the cereal. And she says... I caught the cereal. (laughs) And Tamlin's like clearly uneasy about what information she got because he's not breathing and he's clearly on edge. And he must have some horrible past that he's like ashamed of or scared for her to know. Like obviously it's clear he's ashamed of the types of things he's forced to do in his role. Mm-hmm. But there's something else. 
I was going to ask you, that was going to be my question here, is what do you think he's hiding? Or what did, do you think he doesn't want her to know? Did he, like, accidentally kill his father? Is that how he has his role? Like, I don't know. Oh, interesting. Interesting thought. Well, we don't know. We don't learn. We don't learn here <laughs> no. what, that, what that is. Um, he asks her, did it tell you what you wanted to know? But Feyre says, you know, the, the Naga came before she could learn anything of value. And Tamlin tells her he would yell at her, but today was already punishment enough. And then he says, you actually snared the Surreal, a human girl. And Feyre's like, is it supposed to be hard? I like sassy Feyre. Me too. I <laughs> was going to say, this is probably, you know, a reflection question at the end, but I grow to like Feyre these chapters. That was my reflection question for you at the end. <laughs> she she lets loose a little bit. Yeah. Like, shows some personality here and there. Yes. And like, I think she's just... Not a lot, just, but some. Yeah. She's like more comfortable. Not that she is completely comfortable, but she's over these next three chapters, like, is becomes more comfortable with them and enough to, like, show a little personality, give yeah. a little tood. Yeah. I, I respect it. I like it. Yeah. She's not as cold. She. Yeah. Yeah. The I like it, too. I like it, too. Yeah. And Tamlin likes it also because he laughs. He actually laughs. <laughs> and then takes something out of his wait, pocket. Wait, wait. I forgot to say. You know what? What it, she says what, is it supposed to be hard? Legally I just, blonde. Yes. Yep. <laughs> what? Like it's hard? Exactly <laughs> like that. Yes. Yes. Good. Okay, Couldn't sorry. go through this chapter without a reference. I know. I've last, I think the last episode or two, I haven't been making references. But we're but back. We're back. <laughs> so yeah, Tamlin laughs, which seems like, honestly, it is impressive that he laughs because he also seems quite serious. Um. And then takes something out of his pocket and says, well, if I'm lucky, I won't have to trap the cereal to learn what this is about. And it's Feyre's list of words that ah. <laughs> she doesn't know. She's like feeling all confident and strong for a split second. And then he just pushes her right back down. Right. Exactly. He starts. I mean, he doesn't know what this is for. No. Noting. He starts reading the words on the list. Um, the words are unusual cue slaying conflagration and Feyre's super embarrassed because like as he's reading them she's like okay obviously I do know these words it's yeah. just like they like spelled out know how she to read, read them. them but like when he says them it sounds so easy but again Tamlin has no idea what this is and he's like is this a poem about murdering me and then burning my body which I <laughs> thought was funny too yes Tamlin's got jokes yeah um and she's just so embarrassed she she just tries to get up and leave she's like good night um and tries to walk away but before she can get to the door tamlin says you love them very much don't you i wonder if your family realizes it that everything you've done wasn't about that promise to your mother or for your sake but for theirs and then he offers to help her write a letter again which i said i said she just needs to put it aside and stop making it like she keeps trying to point her concern for warning them or getting back to them as being because she needs to take care of them or they're going to die. They can't. She has to uphold this promise. But I said, I was like, can't she just admit to herself that it's yeah. out of love? Yeah. And that's what he's calling her out for. Yeah. And she does not appreciate this offer. 
to reach out to them. She tells him to leave her alone, that she doesn't need his help. And he's like, oh, I know you don't need my help. You've already killed a fae, ensnared the cereal, and killed two Naga on your own. Which is nice. Like, he's yeah. he's kind of impressed by her. And then he says they're fools. Fools for not seeing it. What did you think he was talking about? Oh. I don't know. I guess I didn't. Now in your recapping it, I see that maybe I thought he was talking about her family. But I don't know. Maybe it's back to my chosen one theory. <laughs> that she was chosen specifically for something. But I just don't know. Like I get so confused because I feel like there is a kind of um, like destiny for Feyre in fairyland mm-hmm. um but but then at the same time they all get so upset about andros i don't remember how to say it mm-hmm. they all get so upset about him that i'm like well they must have thought like if she if they were like setting her up to try to get her into brythian then they wouldn't be that upset they would have known it was like a sacrifice i don't know so I'm still back and forth on that. I don't really know what that means. Yeah. It's interesting. It's vague. Like. Yeah. I mean, she never really gets clear answers to stuff. It's always just. It's always, always vague. vague. So anyway, Tamlin gives her the, her the list back and says, you gave up so much for them. And then he almost motions as if he's going to touch her cheek, but lowers his hand before he does. And then he asks, do you even know how to laugh? <laughs> so dramatic i'm so dramatic i am picturing this scene like very dramatic it is dramatic yeah like that's a dramatic thing to say to someone like what is she supposed to say no i don't know how to laugh but i'm like imagining him saying it at like volume level just above a whisper like yeah do you even know how to laugh exactly (laughs) exactly that's exactly how i picture i mean yeah she's also like what the hell? She's like, I don't need your pity, which is probably the only right response to that stupid question. Um, and then, so she She's says, like, oh, this is the line. I loved this line. I love this line, too. And also we get an explanation here to one of your questions from the first episode, which oh, is. Yes. Yeah. So she says, I don't need your pity. And Tamlin asks, OK, well, what about a friend? Ugh. My heart, when he said that, I was like, I mean, when we're reflecting back, it sounds like a little bit cheesy, like a really overdramatic moment. But when you're like in the book reading it, you're like eating it up. You're like, come on, just break that, break down that wall. Come on. And then when he says, what about a friend? You're like, ah, yeah, I No, I agree. (laughs) I feel like that's a good point because especially how we recap these chapters, it I feel like it sounds like there is no connection between them at all, which like just from their dialogue, there's not. But when you factor in like the little things like, oh, they're glancing at each other. He's Mm -hmm. staring at her. He makes this motion, which I touch on a little bit. But in the book, it's like there's something building here for sure. Yes. And I think it like in our defense, (laughs) I think it really personally, I wasn't picking up on any kind of like connection forming. Um, until really like the hand healing scene. Yeah, oh, yes, for sure. Which we talked about how yeah. it was definitely like you could feel the flames. 
Yeah. Um, but but yeah, these three chapters, it's steamy. I mean, not actually steamy, but it's it's heating up, ramps up for sure. Yeah. So Tamlin says that line, which we love. I loved it. That's what I texted her about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Faye is skeptical that humans and Faye can be friends. But Tamlin tells her that 500 years ago, enough Fae were friends with humans that they went to war on their behalf, which is now how we know how humans possibly could have won that war, yes. which was your question from the first episode. Yes, I literally wrote that down. It makes so much more sense. And I yeah. honestly am like kicking myself that I didn't ever think of that because one, you know, we keep talking about how much how much more powerful Faye are i was so confused on how the humans ever then won a war yeah but then two why didn't i think of that because that's how every war is there's always allies you know what i mean like of course <laughs> the laws of warfare i know you allies <laughs> you do i mean think about like every war that's ever existed mm-hmm. you always have people that yeah. seem from birth should be on one side but are helping to fight the other you know yes and i feel like that's just an interesting nugget knowing that there are dynamics between fey and humans that i mean fair has always thought they were enemies yeah and it just adds like that nuance of like no they're separated but they're not like natural enemies yeah and it makes sense that there's conflict within fey just like there's yeah. conflict within humans right you know like I'm, right i'm stupid why did I think of that? <laughs> <laughs> so we also learn here vaguely how old Tamlin is because he tells her he was a child during the war. And then he says, but had I been old enough, I would have fought on the human side against slavery, against tyranny. I would gladly go to my death no matter whose freedom I was defending. Powerful. Yeah. Although Farah's like, I don't know if I do that because, again, her priority would be her family. We get it. <laughs> She's a family girl. Yeah. But we're getting more nuggets here about, like, what Tamlin's actually like. You know, his values. Yeah, very noble. Very noble. Um, I know you said Farah grew on you these chapters. Did Tamlin grow on you, too? Yes. But I also liked Tamlin more than Feyre previously. Um, I said that I didn't like them both and I didn't, but yes, he did grow on me more, but he had less, he had less work to do. Right. That makes (laughs) sense. So do you think he's in your mind? Like, do you find him to be a compelling, like love interest? Yes. I'm attracted to him. Okay. Especially when we get some more descriptions about him. Yeah. Later on physically. Yeah. Yes, I like him. Okay, I like him too. Um, (laughs) Is he, like, he kind of reminds me of, um, I mean, a lot of, like, Edward Cullen, Twilight. Just, like, kind of mysterious, old, um, very protective, like, I guess... Those are the main things. Yeah, kind of, I was thinking of other like book like love interests that I've read slash been invested in, and that's the one that comes to mind. Sadly, most. I never read Twilight. Oh my god, you missed out! I know, I know. I've been honestly thinking about going back and reading them 
Because I feel like people who are book lovers were Team Edward because oh, you're so invested. Yeah. sure. I mean, I watched the movies and it's like, why would you not pick Jacob? <laughs> um, but in the books... I was Team Edward. Now that I'm older, yeah. I actually just rewatched Twilight on a on a couple flights recently, and um, I'm Team Edward now as an adult watching the movies. I feel like, like now, cause when I first watched the movies, like back in middle school or whatever, I just loved Taylor Lautner, and as everyone did. Yeah, yeah, but and I didn't find um. Whatever his name is. Rob Pattinson. Rob Pat. I was thinking Patrick Dempsey. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that Grace was wrong. <laughs> Seattle. I, I knew that was wrong, but I got the Patrick. But I didn't find him attractive. And I still, I mean, I find him more attractive now, but I still, I'm more Team Edward now, I think. If you read the books, you'll be fully. That's, I think, that's fully what I've heard. Like people yeah. who read the books were always Team Edward. I mean, when I first but, read, I was literally in fifth grade when I started Twilight, but. I fully skipped New Moon when oh. I was reading it. Because he like, left. I was devastated. I was like, no. I mean, 10-year-old me was like, no. There's no way they're broken up. And so I literally skipped to the end when he comes back. So I was like, oh, okay. So like I knew he came back. So then I kind of read it, but was really bored by it. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> you didn't even read it? I found zero interest in the Jacob storyline because I was so Team Edward. <laughs> Now that's changed. Like now, I love New Moon. Like I actually, yeah. I actually, I'm some kind. I'm kind of team Team Jacob almost. Now, I don't know. It's hard. <laughs> anyway, wow. we don't need to debate this. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, read the books and then we, and then we can. So I okay. So the whole point was I see your comparison, yeah. but I think because I just have, like I think just physically they're so different for sure. You know, like it gives me. Um, he reminds me of the guy from physically. Yes. Oh, I have a I have like a key person in mind, but go ahead. Who? So mine is. Have you seen Lord of the Rings? Oh, ah, long, long time ago. So I'll show you a picture later, or you can look it up now. But um, Legolas, played by Orlando Bloom in that movie, who has the long blonde hair. And the pointy ears. Yeah. And he's kind of like in green. That's exactly what I picture Tamlin as. As I'm thinking about it. Yeah. (laughs) What are you picturing? (laughs) Why are you laughing? Not that. (laughs) That's how he's described. Literally how he's described. Long blonde hair. That is how he's described. Not long like that. Yes, it is. Ew. That makes me not attracted to him. (laughs) Look up. you got to look up. Um. Yeah, that's how he's described. He has like longer, bl- like Lucian has long hair too. What? Yes. I just block out details I don't want to hear, I guess. Um, no, <laughs> I pictured him as like, I think his name's Finnick. From Hunger Games? Yeah. Sam Claflin? Oh. Gorgeous, gorgeous man. <laughs> gorgeous, gorgeous man. Yeah, that's how I picture him. Um, wait, but let me show you Legolas because he's still so attractive. <sighs> I know what he like looks this. like. Yeah, that ain't cute to me. <laughs> well, you know what? It is to me. <laughs> you know what? Let's we'll, we'll each live in our own fantasies. That's the beauty of a book. Okay. Well, I just don't want you to be disappointed when the show comes out and he has long blonde hair. Oh, my God. No. Look up fan art of him and Lucian. That, that's what they I thought I like. did. 
but maybe that wasn't him. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm sorry you're sad. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. They said golden hair. That's like bleach blonde. Okay, well, this isn't him. I'm just saying this is a comparison that I think of. And I love Legolas. Honestly, you should uh, rewatch those movies and tell me you don't find Orlando Bloom attractive in that role. Okay. I dare you. Okay. Challenge accepted. (laughs) Okay. Anyway. Anyway. Okay, so I don't even remember where we left off. Oh. Oh, they're talking about how. (laughs) You said, did Tamlin grow on you? Yes, but like in the sto- in the chapter. Oh. <laughs> so no, I remember. So you know, Tamlin's giving this whole spiel about how he would like die for like the right thing for right. freeing humans, blah blah blah. And Feyre's thinking, well, I don't know if I would because she'd be prioritizing her family. Right, right. Tamlin reads her really well here, um, and knowing that she's thinking about her family because he tells her more about how they're safe and. That they know that she's safe, even beyond that. He did something called glamouring them. And so they have no memory of Feyre being taken away, of like Tamlin bursting down their door. They just think she's visiting a distant relative who is sick. And they also know that there's a threat and are prepared to flee should something happen in the human realm. So he's literally taken care of everything. Yeah. Like, that's so above and beyond. Yeah. Like, when did he even do that? I don't know. Anyway. Feyre is, <laughs> <Feyre> is, like, annoyed. <laughs> because, of course, she is. Um, that he altered their memories. She thinks it's a violation. And, I mean, I don't, honestly. I'm like, that sounds yeah. like a good, a good deal that yeah. you got. But... Tamlin tries to explain that it's better this way. Otherwise, like, her father might have tried to come after her and, you know, ran into those creatures. It would have been bad. But Feyre's like, no, he, he wouldn't have bothered to come really after cute. me. It was really cute. Yeah. She was like, no. And he was like, yes, he would. <laughs> so Feyre gets over being annoyed. Like, she still thinks it's arrogant of fairies. She's just mad that fairies, like, can do that to humans, that they can alter their memories. Yeah. But she comes around and realizes he's done more than she ever could have. And now she says the only thing she has to worry about in regards to her family is that they might forget her. Sad. <laughs> so sad. So sad. So she's looking at Tamlin and studying his face. And she says, the firelight danced on his mask, warming the gold, setting the emeralds glinting. Such color and variation... Colors I didn't even know the names of. Colors I wanted to catalog and weave together. Colors I had no reason not to explore now. And at this moment, literally like staring at his face, she's inspired to paint again and to tell him about it. So she asks him if he can get her some paint and brushes and if he is okay with her starting up a hobby. Oh my (laughs) gosh, yes. And he's like, you like art? You like to paint? She's like, yeah, I'm not very good, but I promise I won't make a mess. And, like, I can help pay for the supplies. And he tells her he doesn't care where she paints. Like, he's he seems to be, like, excited about this. Yeah. And he's going to get her everything she needs. Like, he's like, don't, don't even worry about it. He also asks her if she's seen the gallery, which she hasn't. 
And he's like so happy in this moment. Like he's so excited. Yeah, genuinely excited about this. He grins at her and he says, I had it closed off when I inherited the place. It seemed like a waste of time to have the servants keep it cleaned. And he tells her he's busy the next day, but the day after he'll take her there. And so he asks like if he'll let her show if he'll if she will let him show her around. And he's like, please, it would be my pleasure. And Thera says yes. And she's excited, too, because she's been noticing the paintings around the manor and thought all of them were so exquisite. So she can't imagine how amazing the gallery will be. So she says yes. And then it says he smiled at me broadly and without restraint or hesitation. Isaac had never smiled at me like that. Isaac had never made my breath catch just a little bit. Oh, so cute. (laughs) And we end the chapter. She's feeling caught off guard a little bit by her feelings here. And she walks out of the room trying to keep a smile off of her face also. Aw. That's so cute. And can't you just picture Finnick's grin behind that mask? No, I picture Orlando (laughs) (laughs) Bloom. No, I really like that moment. I really like that moment between them two. It's sweet. It is. This is a sweet chapter. Yes. And that brings us into chapter 17. And I actually love this chapter also, even though it's really sad. So this chapter starts off with Feyre waking up from a nightmare about the surreal and also like a creepy woman who's torturing her. But no one of no, just a creepy woman. So she's lying awake and she hears screaming, which she says is the sound of like when she's hunting and shoots something but doesn't make a clean kill and the animal's suffering. Like that's what the scream reminds her of. (sighs) Yeah. So she jumps out of bed and runs to the staircase to see what's going on. And she sees Tamlin come in with a screaming fairy slung over his shoulder. And then this is like... This is what you call a lesser fairy. Like, he has blue skin, pointy ears, long black hair. He doesn't look like Tamlin or Lucian. Um, Reminded me of a winged avatar. Navi. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I see it. Mm -hmm. I see it. And Feyre can see blood gushing from its shoulder blades and down its body. So Lucian runs in. Tamlin yells to clear off the table. Tamlin explains that scouts found this injured fairy dumped over the borderline and that this fae is from the summer court. And so the fairy speaks and says, my wings, she took my wings. So again, it's like the mysterious she. Yes. And was it last episode that you asked me if fairies have wings? Uh, Yes. Or maybe... Maybe the one before. I don't know. I've been wondering. Well, it might have been the first episode. Some have wings. Yeah. No, this has been, this was a good, these, again, like these three chapters were just like super informative overall, but it's starting to like make more sense. Like now that I'm meeting another type of fairy from like another court. Yeah. To understand like how they're, they're distinguished. Yeah. Um, but the her thing yeah. I, what is this evil mother? I was wondering if it was um, the thing the, the Naga were saying. 
did when they found the surreal and oh and they said the dark mother mm-hmm. i was wondering if it was that would be the same thing so the mother is like the god like they say mother to mean like god basically like mm-hmm. mother has blessed us so like those creatures because they're just evil terrible creatures they just say like the dark mother like saying like the devil basically. Uh, yeah but the i kind of figured that the dark thing or the evil thing that hurt um lucian and then also this fairy was also something godlike but maybe i guess not well we'll see okay we will see so tamlin summons water and bandages and the injured fairy keeps saying, she took my wings. Oh, so sad. So as Feyre gets closer, she is horrified because she can tell that the wings that used to be there on this Faye's back have, like, been ripped off of his body. Because there are two bloody and, like, gory stumps on his back that look like someone has taken a saw Ugh. to them. So Tamlin's trying to help sterilize the wound and clean them. But it's obviously painful, so the Fae's thrashing around, won't stay still, and Feyre gets involved. She pins him down to the table so that Tamlin can heal him faster. And Lucian's there just staring at this horrible wound, and he literally throws up from how bad it is and has to leave. But Feyre's so good here. She's holding the Fae down, like gently asking him to stay still. The fae just keeps saying, she took my wings. And Feyre's like, I know, I know. And Tamlin's trying to heal the wound, but the blood is not clotting. And Feyre asks if he can use magic, but Tamlin tells her that he can't because it's too late and this is major damage. So at this point, Feyre knows that this fairy is going to die and he's uh, like about to die. So she takes the injured fairy's hand and he's still just shaking and saying she took my wings like it's so sad it's so sad and and she's like you're gonna you'll get them back and he's like yes oh my god yeah no she's she's really good here she like brushes his hair out of his face she like looks at him she tells him it's gonna be okay and it's like stroking yeah. him she's like very just like very tender very this is when i like her yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and the fairy closes his eyes and again says my wings. And then, yeah, Feyre says, you'll get them back. And at this point, he's lost so much blood. Like she's covered in blood. Her feet are like covered in blood. And the fairy asks if she promises and she says yes. And the fairy smiles. And then Tamlin takes the other hand of the fairy and says a prayer. It's like very much like last rites Mm -hmm. type of prayer. And he says, cauldron save you mother hold you pass through the gates and smell that immortal land of milk and honey fear no evil feel no pain go and enter eternity and Feyre can feel the hand in her hand go limp and the fairy the fairy dies i was this was like such a tender very tender is not the right word but just very sad moment and It was really humanizing, Mm -hmm. I feel like, for Feyre of the fairies. But also, um... fuck, what was I going to say? Oh, I, but also I was 
really excited when the scene started because they thought we were going to have a new character. And I'm ready <laughs> for another character. Yeah. You know, I feel like I, I'm i always ready for the next thing. I'm like be- begging for more information and then we get it in these chapters. And so now I'm like, okay, I'm ready for, no- for a new thing. Yeah. You know no, what that's, I mean? That's a good point because we still have three characters. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Alice. Four. Yeah. But she's not not like in the throes of the plot <laughs> right yeah so um, i'm ready for another character and i thought it was going to be this fay but it's okay it's not it was still like i was thinking that at the very beginning of the chapter mm. when they first brought a fairy in and then it was still a beautiful chapter and really sad but um but yeah i'm ready for i'm ready for someone else to get thrown in the mix a little i was just looking at our episode schedule you will meet our, our world expands in the next chunk. Oh, my God. The next chunk is so good. Oh, okay. And we pushed back recording. Oh, God. Okay. I can't wait. <laughs> okay. So the fairy dies. And Sadie's sad because no new friends in this, in this chapter. But Pharaoh won't let go of his hand. And Tamlin eventually grabs her shoulder and says, he's gone. Let him go. So Ferris just staring at this fairy. She just can't fathom how someone could be so cruel to hurt him like that. And she's thinking that she wishes she knew his name. So you're right. Like totally, like literally 180. Yeah. She's feeling so horrible and sad that someone, you know, killed this fairy. Whereas she was like so hardened towards them. The whole first like 10 chapters basically. Yeah. So Tamlin leads her upstairs He's still holding her. But Feyre pauses and says, you know, we can't just leave him there. And Tamlin's like, I know, um, but I'm just going to walk you upstairs and then he's going to go move the body. And she wants to go with him, but he won't let her. And he says he must do this alone. And she understands. So she walks towards her bedroom, but he calls to her again. And she turns around and he just is like, why? Basically implying like what I just said, like, why does she care so much? Yeah especially given her attitude the entire time since she's been at this manner. And then Farah says, because I wouldn't want to die alone because I'd want someone to hold my hand until the end. And a while after that, that's something everyone deserves human or fairy. (laughs) It's a really good quote. It really is. Yeah. It's a really pivotal, pivotal, pivotal moment. Pivotal. Yeah. Gosh, ruin the mood. Okay. Uh, It's a very pivotal. I can't say it. (laughs) A big moment (laughs) for Feyre as a character, I think. Yeah, for sure. Because she also then she says after, you know, saying no one deserves to die alone, that she regrets what she did to Andras and that there was such hate in her heart. And she wishes she could undo it. And she's so sorry. And, I mean, that's the first time she said it to Tamlin. He just nods and and walks away. And she can see as he goes back down, he, like, takes the body and and carries it out to the gardens to bury it. And that's (sighs) the note we end on, which is sad, but but good. Because she had a breakthrough and they had another moment of, like, mutual ground. Yeah. 
like so. conne- connecting on they're just like finding their similarities you know yeah. they're so focused on differences for so long yeah now they're finally like you said finding that common ground and understanding in one another yeah and it's nice because like you like you're seeing it's starting to be easier to actually like her yeah um like I don't really think you're supposed to like her in the first half honestly because like she said she was just very like hateful yeah not as much as Nesta I mean, I but. said that about the whole town. Yeah, she lived in a really harsh. <laughs> yeah, it was just a harsh, harsh village. village. I just gray. Yeah, resentful people. Yeah. yeah, but now we see that she like has compassion and overall strong values. She just needs to loosen up. Yeah, still, but she's yeah. starting to. Yeah. Okay, are we ready for our next chapter? Our last chapter. Yes. Okay. And this is a good one. I like this one. This is a good one. Chapter 18. So this chapter opens up on the next day and Feyre wants to go find Tamlin and apologize again about killing Andres. Like really explain how sorry she is because she apologized the night before, but he didn't say anything. And she just feels like, especially after seeing like death in that capacity, like She's feeling horrible. So she finds him talking to Lucian and they're clearly getting ready to go somewhere because she sees horses being saddled and there's three horses there. So she's, you know, clearly intended to go with them. And I feel like where previously she would have said no, she's thinking about what the Suriel said, like, stay with the High Lord. And like, you'll be safe. Like, just just stay with Tamlin. And so she's like, okay, I can do that. And she asks where they're going. But um, Tamlin says, your supplies won't arrive until tomorrow and the gallery's being cleaned and my meeting has been postponed. So I thought we could go for a ride. No killing involved or Naga to worry about. And Fair notes he looks kind of nervous, kind of sad. She's like, yeah, I mean, we've had a rough few days. Yeah. <laughs> lots of death, lots of violence. And she wonders, you know, where he buried that fairy last night. She's thinking about just like they've been through a lot the past two days. Yeah. So she asks again where they're going to ride to and he just smiles. And this is where things get romantic. I know. Yes. So they arrive at this destination and Feyre says she doesn't even have any words like if she'd been able to paint it, it wouldn't have done it justice. It's just the most beautiful place she's ever been to. It's as if the colors and lights and patterns of the world have come together to form this place of pure beauty. And Lucian's just third wheeling. Lucian, yeah, I. Why is he? Why did he even come? <laughs> I think he's just like encouraging the two of them to. I think he's there as, like, a comfort to Tamlin. Yeah, and also kind of Feyre, because she's... And I was just about to say that, and also yeah. Feyre. Yeah, she's actually comfortable with Lucian. Yeah. So, anyway, they're sitting on this soft, grassy hill overlooking the trees. They're surrounded by flowers. It's golden hour. Overall, really nice time. Sounds like a really nice time. Yeah. So, Tamlin comes and sits right next to her. Which is, it's slightly awkward. You can see he's like visibly tense. (laughs) And 
she asks, like, what is this place? And Tamlin says, just a Glen. And Lucian snorts because obviously it's like the most beautiful place ever. And then he asks her if she likes it. And she gets distracted here, like looking at him because she's like, he just seems something about him in this place, like just fits so well, like his green eyes. Like, yeah, he looks less scary here. Even his mask looks like like, almost normal. Yeah. Yeah. She's just very lost in the sauce of looking at his face (laughs) and then totally misses the question, the question. So she's like, like what <laughs> and he's like he asks again like do you like it here but he's like smiling now i wrote tam is into her i wrote e! <laughs> <laughs> um and she says yes and he he like laughs he's like that's it Just, yes like that's all you have to say and then they start to banter and i love it so she she says would you like me to grovel with gratitude for bringing me here, oh high lord? And it doesn't say like if this was an accident or if this was intentional. But I think it was a slip. Like she hadn't she didn't tell Tamlin that she knew he was a high lord. Like the serial told her that and then she never Oh told yeah. Him that she knew. I mean, I don't think I think she's just saying like, "Oh yeah, I know. I yeah. know you're a high lord." I think this is her telling him. Yeah, in, like, and then, a funny way. And then Tamlin's like, ah, so the Surreal told you nothing important, did it? And then Feyre goes, he also said that you liked being brushed, and if I'm a clever girl, I might train you with treats. Which they thought was hilarious. No, like, and they thought I it was thought... so funny. <laughs> I thought it was weird. I thought it was weird, too. <laughs> it's like her first joke, and... Yeah, I I was cringing, but Tamlin's like on the floor. He thinks it's hilarious. <laughs> and Lucian was laughing too or something. Yeah, yeah, Lucian's like, oh, I might die of surprise that you made a joke. Um, So, you know, I guess it landed with them. It didn't land with us. No. <laughs> but that's okay. Um. Feyre doesn't have, you know, the mo- the best sense of humor, but she's trying at least. Anyway, Feyre says to Lucian, you know, you don't want to know what the serial said about you, which Tamlin also thinks is funny. Mm-hmm. Um, Lucian opens just a bottle of wine, champagne. He's having a day. He starts drinking it. The whole scene is just very merry. Like Tamlin's yeah. chuckling, Lucian's drinking, Feyre's finally opening up. They're in this yeah. beautiful place. Just 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Tamlin now is like, Fully smiling, fully relaxed, which we have never seen him before. He's always so stiff. Yeah. So serious. Serious and worried. Burdened with worry. Yeah. So he grabs her by the elbow and tells her to come, and he wants to show her something. Lucian, of course, does not come. Just facilitates the couple. Yeah. I feel like Lucian is rooting them on and, like, really encouraging them um, to hit it off, which... Part of me thought it was going to be a big deal whenever her and Tamlin got together. Like, it would be, like, against face sin or it would be mm. a face sin to be with a human. But yeah. he's being very, I mean, who's really going to, like, hold them accountable to that, I guess. But also, Lucian's being very supportive, so it seems like it's NBD. Are you still supporting? Um, are you still supporting Feyre and Lucian at some point? <laughs> It would be a little spicy, but it would be spicy. Um, I'm st- I I'm liking her with Tamlin 
so you less. You want them to be happy. Like you said earlier, like, or in our first podcast, like, why does there have to be conflict? Why yeah. Why can't we just be happy? Yeah. So now that I am, like, like slightly more invested in mm-hmm. them, um, I am less supportive of conflict, but not fully. I still like Lucian. <laughs> okay. Potential future love triangle. Still, it's still in my cards. So Tamlin leads her through the glen a ways until they find a clearing in the trees, which in the center has a sparkling silver pool. Fair is like, that looks like starlight. And Tamlin says, it is starlight. That was weird to me. I didn't I didn't understand. <laughs> well, no one does. Favorite asks and Tamlin's like, I don't know, it's just been here. <laughs> <laughs> then what do you then what do you mean, yes it is starlight if you don't even actually know? <laughs> I just picture like shimmery water. Yeah, yeah, same. Um, and this is when things start to heat up. Mm-hmm. is like staring at the pool, like just caught up by how beautiful the water is. But then she looks up and Tamlin is like getting undressed. Like his shirt is undone. He's like unbuttoning everything. And he's like, jump in with me. And she's like, a swim? Unclothed? Alone? Me? <laughs> <laughs> and this is when I personally, the first time reading it was frustrated with Feyre because I was like sh- already shipping this hard. Yeah. And she's like, no. And I'm like, what's the problem? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, just dive in. and he's like don't you want to know what it's like and she's again just like freaking out so nervous and says no he's like okay but now they're just standing there with his shirt half off and he tells her this is his favorite place to or this was his favorite place to come as a child and there's like oh when when was that he's (laughs) just like a really long time ago um which, speaking of, do you think it's weird that he's so old? Yeah. Like, you do? Yeah. <laughs> like, how Edward in Twilight, again, yeah. was old? Do you think yeah. that's weird? Yeah, I think it's weird. But I just ignore those lines whenever it's mentioned. <laughs> like, you ignore I the just... fact that they have long hair. <laughs> yes, I just put the the details, the unwanted details in a separate folder. <laughs> Don't look at them ever again. <laughs> You know, it actually doesn't bother me. I don't know why. Maybe because I'm just maybe because again I was a big fan of Edward back in the yeah. day. I just I just don't let it bother me. Yeah, I just <laughs> focus like, they're, on the they're parts. They're mature. They're wise. I guess. <laughs> Sugar daddy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so Feyre then just totally kills whatever mood Tamlin was conjuring because. She brings up the events of last night. She asks if Lucian is okay. Um, Because remember, he like threw up, had to leave. He was not okay. Which seems, looking back, like weird for Lucian. Because he's, you know, very snide. You don't see Mm -hmm. him at all being like, I mean, like vulnerable. Or like, you wouldn't expect him to be the one who like can't handle that type of event. Um. Or just a new light to see him in, I guess. But Tamlin explains this here. He says that Lucian has endured things that make the things like last night difficult for him to see. Things that go beyond his scar and missing eye. And here we learn more about Lucian. So yeah. this is this is good backstory. 
so he's the youngest son of the high lord of the autumn court mm-hmm. which borders the spring court if you look back to the so north. i know i keep having asked these questions so he's high fey yeah no i was gonna say we talked about this last so spring episode. and autumn have high fey but the summer court has a different kind of fairy no they all have high fey and lesser fey oh yeah. Yeah. okay okay so okay. that blue skin is not like a distinguishable trait of, of the summer, summer. Yeah. oh okay okay yeah that makes more sense yeah um because i think last time you asked me like does lucian is lucian high fair or something like this you have whatever it's like he's not a high lord but he's the son of a high lord so yeah as close as you could get really yeah so okay. he's definitely you know like more powerful than your average right fae that you'll meet right so we learn the autumn court is really brutal like his brothers all view each other as competition instead of family because the rules like throughout prithian and how like the the lines of power mm-hmm. are passed down is not by the oldest it's by the most powerful so that just creates a sense of like competition between the brothers to whoever inherits the throne. It like could be any of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lucian though, never really cared about this. He, Tamlin says he spent his youth, like making friends with other sons of high Lords, wandering the courts, meeting people and falling in love. And this is really, really, really sad. Oh, gosh, It's yes. really sad. Lucian fell in love with a lesser fairy woman and his father didn't approve of the match, but Lucian didn't care. He wanted to marry her. He wanted to leave his father's court. He was sure that the mating bond was going to snap into place soon. Did you pick up on that? Like the mating? This is the second time they've mentioned it in the in these chapters. Yeah, I was thinking, I kind of was like, I'll learn more about that later. <laughs> but... <laughs> But yeah, I'm thinking of it as like an avatar when they put their little tails together and oh. they and with Awa, the god thing, and then they become mated. And so when she when the chief's daughter like told the chief at the time that she had mated with the avatar, Jake, he was like so pissed because once you once you mate, you mate for life. So I oh. figured it was similar to that. But less, like, they got to choose to do that. Like, they put their little tail thingies together. But it seemed, like, less out of their control. Yeah. Um, But that's what I figured it was like. But I was like, I'll learn more later. (laughs) You're going to be mad at me. I've still never seen Avatar. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's actually one of my favorite movies all time. I, um... I've seen like half the first movie a while ago and then I got re-inspired when we went to Animal Kingdom together last year and went on the Avatar ride like twice because I love that ride so much. So I tried to watch it again, but it's just so long. I can't I can't do it in one night and then I lose steam. It's one of my favorite movies ever. It's so good. And then I went and saw the second one in theaters in 3D over Christmas Oh, so good. It was so good. I I love those movies. Well, yeah. Well, you don't know what I'm talking about then. But No. But 
if anyone else has. I'm sure most people do. I feel like I'm yeah. the only person who hasn't seen it. Yeah, but it seems similar. I'll let you know later if it actually yeah. is. I think I think we'll find out soon. Okay. I think. More about it. I, it's not really a spoiler. It's just like how it works. Yeah. But anyway. So Lucian had this girl. They, he was convinced they were mates. The dad didn't approve. And this is the awful part. Lucian's father had this girl executed in front of Lucian as Lucian was being restrained by his older brothers. Something tells me that this guy was on the wrong side of history <laughs> for the war against the humans. Oh, I was like, obviously. <laughs> He's going to be on the wrong side of history. (laughs) For killing, murdering his son's love, yes. But I just mean, like, if you're cool with that, you're cool with enslaving humans. Like, he was definitely anti-releasing the humans. That's Yeah, that's a good, that's, that tracks. (laughs) That tracks, you know. Yeah, brutal. Very brutal. Horrible. Absolutely horrible. And so Lucian obviously then left. He abandoned his role, his title. But because he no longer had his title protecting him, three of his brothers tried to kill him in order to reduce competition in the Autumn Court. But it's like, I was already out, dog. You didn't have to kill me. Yeah, I don't I don't totally understand. I'm guessing, like, they probably already, like, they clearly like want to honestly kill each other, the brothers. But, yeah. like, the father would... The parents, I assume, would be mad about that because, like, you still want to have all your heirs yeah. around. But since Lucian kind of denounced all of that, they went out to kill him. But, yeah, it's like he wasn't going to he wasn't gonna come back or do one of I, par- any part of it anyway. So. I guess they were going to be scared that he would eventually yeah, or something. I, I don't know. I guess. So Lucian killed one of his brothers and Tamlin killed the other because they had crossed over to spring court lands at this point since spring and autumn border each other. Brutal. Yeah. Brutal, brutal, brutal. But it kind of gives us like Tamlin and Lucian's origin story. Yeah. Like yeah. talk about trauma. Trauma. Trauma bond. Trauma bond. Yeah. <laughs> Tamlin then claims at, at this point claimed Lucian as his emissary, um, which in that role, like he's, he has to interact and deal with his father and brother still. So, like, he sees them sometimes, but he's obviously never forgotten what his family did to him. Ferris, like, hmm, yeah, makes a lot of sense now why he has these walls up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I, um, I, I wrote that I, I wondered if his dad was going to be a problem again later <laughs> in the series. Problem? Question mark? <laughs> <laughs> like, I could see if something, because Tamlin says that, you know, they've never tried anything again because they're too scared of me. But, um, like, I could see if something continues to happen with the magic and they see him as vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I could see them trying to attack again or something along those lines. So. Yeah. We've got a few potential villains at this point, yeah. you know. We've got a she that we don't know about. Yeah. We've got this this guy. Yeah. And then we've got like the King of Highburn. So basically you know. everyone, a few problems. basically everyone that has been mentioned outside of Tamlin, Lucian and Alice is a problem. Is a, problem. a lot of problems. Yeah. So Feyre changes the subject. She's like, so what would happen if I were to drink this water 
the starlight water. And Tamlin relaxes again and says that legends have it you'd be happy until your last breath and that maybe they both need a glass. To which Feyre says, I don't think this entire pool would be enough for me. And Tamlin's like, ha ha ha. Like, he's like, <laughs> he thinks you're so funny. <laughs> he laughed just like that. Yeah. Sure. And then he steps closer and says, what would be enough to make you happy? What a deep question. Yeah. Like he just really always takes these moments they have and like elevates them. He like just like, wants to know every inch of her heart. Yeah, that's so true. Like, when he was like, do you even know how to laugh? Like, this is on par with that. Like, what would make you happy? Like, what is she like, What is she supposed and to say? And have you ever been taken care of? Have you ever? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's, he like, just... very uncomfortable. For me, I would be very uncomfortable. Like, yeah. questions that are so hard to answer. So deep. But they just, like... It's just he's just saying what his heart is feeling. Like he just wants to he just wants scoop to scoop her up and take care of her and oh gosh, he loves her. <laughs> so she says she doesn't know what she wants or what would make her happy. She's only had that one dream in her life, which is like marrying off her sisters and having enough time to paint. And she's honestly like living that life. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, he starts kind of flirting with her. And Fair is thinking, like, he knows that she's uncomfortable being alone with him. Mm-hmm. And, like, he kind of likes making her squirm. Mm-hmm. You know, he's this manly man. He's, like, dangerous. He's powerful. I feel like he hasn't, like, used that. And now he's kind of using that. Like, he's, like... Yeah. He's, like, trying to, to make her a little nervous around yeah. him. And so she's, like, internally, like, okay, he knows. I'm, like, he's, like, trying to do this. He likes getting this reaction out of me. So finally, she puts her big girl pants on or off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She takes her big girl pants off because she doesn't want to give him the satisfaction of chickening out. And she smiles at him and says, let's go for a swim. Oh, my gosh. Honestly, it's super tame. Like, I don't know why she was even freaking out to begin with. Like, I thought we were talking about skinny dipping. So did I. But she kept like she said that her undergarments were conservative. Yeah. Exactly. Like I, when he suggested this, I was thinking skinny dipping and I was like, oh damn, Feyre. Okay. But But yeah, she's in her, her under things and she says they're pretty modest. So it's really not that scandalous. Yeah. When he, when he was suggesting it, I also thought that was pretty bold. (laughs) Like I was like, you're like, based on what, what about this woman tells you she would (laughs) want to do that? Exactly. (laughs) I'm like, she says no to literally everything else. She says yes one time to do something with you and you immediately ask her to go swimming with you in the nude. (laughs) Men. Men. The audacity. audacity. You give them an inch, they take a mile. (laughs) That's so true. But But no, it wasn't that. No, it was not that. She's she's standing there. She's undressed. She's in her, her lacy things. Um, which aren't that like out there, but she does say slow, <laughs> slowly his eyes roved down then up as if he were studying every inch, every curve of me. And even though I wore my ivory under things, the gaze alone stripped me bare. Oof. Ah! That was deep. That was deep. <laughs> she felt exposed. She felt exposed. He smiles at her and then removes his clothes and she says that, like, looking at him now, his eyes, like, look hungry. <laughs> There's nothing 
worse to me. I hate this in movies and stuff when they undress one by one. Yeah. Like and just watch That's each such other. Such a good point. <laughs> like how awkward. Um, I think this is from New Girl, but it's like the first season when Nick Miller like is afraid to get undressed in front of a lady he's brought home, and people are like, well. You've like women have seen you naked before. He's like, no, but like, dire- no, this is when him. No, this when is when he's he talking just about move in together. He's yeah, like, I don't want to see her. I don't want her to see me undress. And they're like, why? And he's like, because you're hunched over, you're yeah. vulnerable, you're not at your peak. It's so true. I wish I never saw that episode because I think about that now. Like me even too. when I'm alone, when I'm like bending over to put my pants on, I'm like, I'm just this like hunched over <laughs> naked thing creature. <laughs> <Yeah>. Disgusting. <laughs> which is why people should not just watch watch each each other other undress i i totally agree i totally agree (laughs) um well favorite is watching him undress and she's like taking it all in and she's thinking like he looks good like she's like this is a man isaac was a boy this is a man yeah yeah she says that isaac was in the in-between stage god yuck Yeah, so they go in, and he asks how she knows how to swim, and she's like, you know, taught myself. Classic Classic. And then he asks about how her father lost his fortune, and she's like, how did did you know about that we used to be rich, basically? And it's because she speaks well. Like, even though she's not educated, like, I mean, she can't read, but (laughs) she has, like, the accent or whatever of someone who came from money. Mm -hmm. Um, And she tells him about her dad and was was this new information to you like i they kind of went through it again and i was like didn't we already know this but i don't know if that's just because i already knew it or if it actually we already knew what happened basically um, in her life. it was a little bit more detailed like i knew that he had debts and that his yes. debtors came and um beat him and hurt his knee and everything but i didn't know that he had kind of inherited his debts yes and then was trying and working to subside them and then it sounds like he made a really big gamble and put all his money on i don't really understand what something that yeah it was like getting it's like a ship that he took a shortcut to get somewhere and then it like crashed and yeah lost their fortune there and then the people came to yeah beat him up for it yeah so it was uh it was a little bit more detail and he basically did take a gamble which i said is he a gambler not exactly what i meant but <laughs> but he did i mean he, he took a risk and it did not pay off but yeah it was a little a bit of the same it wasn't that big of a deal right so then tamlin asks about you know you know once that happened like her starting to hunt and provide for a family and and she feels good like she smiles because she feels like genuine interest coming yeah. from him as he's asking her about this. And so she tells him about all the years she spent in the woods. Like, mm-hmm. doesn't really say what she said, but she says that she told him about it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, probably teaching herself to hunt, like providing for her family, what that meant for her. Like, just a nice moment. Yeah. And it's such growth for them because before, every time he ever asked something, she always took it as like, he's trying to mock me. He's trying right. to look for a way to laugh at me or belittle me right or it and, didn't seem genuine like yeah it was just asking questions just to ask questions. yeah now he's just like genuinely interested yeah it's nice exactly okay so that was that's the end of their little excursion in the woods um they come back from swimming 
and the three of them with plus Lucian now, so three of them ride back to the manor. And Feyre keeps glancing at Lucian. Because, I like this moment. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, she knows this, you know, huge piece of information about him now, like mm-hmm. his background. So she keeps staring at him and he's finally like, can I help you? Um, But she's obviously not going to you know, say that she knows about it. So instead she's like, you know, I never got to thank you for your advice with the cereal, but if you still want me dead, you might have to try a bit harder. <laughs> and he's like, okay, I wasn't intending to kill you she's like oh no no like i was just joking yeah she's just really got all the jokes this chapter but they're really all bad anyway <laughs> um Farah says she was somewhat pissed off about the lack of warning about the surreal okay and again i was like what are you talking about the surreal was lovely to you i know there was no danger like it looked yeah it looked scary but yeah like, it actually it, didn't do anything it clearly to wasn't you. that scary because she freed it like if she was yeah worried it, about it she it didn't do anything to her it also i don't even remember it threatening her no it really just it was, was like huh you sly dog what do you want to know yeah exactly <laughs> that's exactly the tone of that conversation so anyway surreal, the surreal was nice from my standpoint Anyway, so she said she was mad at some level about the lack of warning about the cereal, but that she understands because she did kill his friend. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's small detail. <laughs> and now lives in his house and he has to deal with her and whatever. And Lucian gets all quiet and then he says he knows because Tamlin told him that her first shot when the Naga came was to free the cereal, not to try and save her own life. And Farrah's like, oh, well, you know, seemed like the right thing to do. And then Lucian says he knows far too many high fae and lesser fae who wouldn't be bothered to make that same act. And then he gives her a jeweled hunting knife. He, like, throws it over to her and then he's like, you know, full honesty, I did hear you scream when the Naga attacked. And he was nearby. He heard it. But he hesitated, which is why he didn't get there in time. Eventually, he did try, like, he was he was running to, to get there and save her, but Tamlin got there before he did. But he knows that he broke his word to her by hesitating and, like, thinking, like, he, like, thought about it for a second, like, just letting yeah. her die, basically. But then he nods to the knife he just gave her and says, the closing line of the chapter, where we will end this episode, just don't bury it in my back, please. And that's where... We leave you. I love that moment with them. And this is where I get torn, where I still kind of am rooting on the triangle because I like their banter as well. And I like I like the idea of their story, too, Mm -hmm. of like being from like, you killed my friend, (laughs) which sounds dramatic. (laughs) But like, I like the origin of their of what their story could be, too. So I know it's like her and Tamlin. I know that. But I, oh, but then I would feel so bad if it did happen. Not to talk about something that might not ever happen in the book too much, but like if it, something did happen between them and Lucian like did actually love her or something and then she goes with Tam and it would just be another really big heartbreak. And so maybe I don't want that. I don't want Lucian to hurt anymore. This is, you know... This is a love triangle. Like, you know, that's yeah. the, that's the, 
price you pay. I know. Someone's going to get hurt. Someone's got to get hurt. Um, but wow. Great chapter. And they were Lucian so clearly trusts her now. She's been, you know how she's been like literally like stealing like dinner knives and trying to get mm-hmm. escape plans. Well, he like fully gave her a weapon. Yeah. And he's like, it's like a sign of trust. Yeah. And I, so witty. His, his, just don't bury it in my back, please. Yeah. Love Chuck. So that's where, <laughs> that's where we end this episode. Again, really great chapters. This was a great I'm so happy we finally reached this point in the book. Yeah. Um, so moving forward, next episode, we will be reading chapters 19 to 21. So also three chapters. These are good. <laughs> Is he, you say this every time. It just gets better and better and better. It really I, does. I agree, though. I As I'm reading, it just gets better and better. And I think this will give you a little bit more of what you want in terms of like, Okay, we've met. Now we like. Now we fully know. We got backstory on Alice. We got backstory yeah. on Lucian. We got some backstory on Tamla in the last few chapters. We're ready to move on. What yeah. else is out there? Yeah, I let's. Want... What's the plot? I have enough capacity in my curiosity now for other characters. Yes, especially because now, like the last, ever since she's come to the Spring Court, it's like she's, you know, really scared and doesn't know Tamlin and Lucian. She knows them. She's comfortable with them. Yeah. They joke around now. They're we're, fine. We she's are painting. comfortable We're with comfortable. Them. <laughs> yes. She's painting. She's happy. Yeah. You know, she's let go of her family finally. She's not trying to escape. What's next? Let's throw in another one. Yeah. Throw in another character. Oh, yay. I'm excited. Me too. So, okay. Next, next episode. Again, chapters 19 through 21. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Gals on Topic and to like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening. Yeah. I can't wait for next time. Me too. I'm going to go take a nap and recover from this hangover now. (laughs) (laughs) See you guys next time. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.